Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. I know it's you because I was just talking to you on the phone. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. I was uh, doing helping you do some troubleshooting on your computer. Yeah, yeah you were. I had uh, see. I had to reboot my uh, USB because mm. my FireWire was um, had forgotten that it was a friend. Oh. And you, you, you told me that I should um, unplug everything, mm-hmm. and then uh, then plug it all back in. I, to be honest with you, I, I think I, I mostly understand what you're saying, but I'm not really a technologist. Could you give that to me again in Pigs and Bunnies? Uh, well, so what happened? <laughs> you was, heard that term? <laughs> pigs and Bunnies. The guy, I, used to, I used to work with a guy, my boss, was way smarter than me in every conceivable way. And I would go in, into him, you know, you know how I get, right? Oh, I do. Yeah. So I would go into his office and go, JavaScript. And I would misuse like. Did half- you just say JavaScript? Did yeah. You just I, I would, JavaScript? Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know me, like I will go in and, and um, in my premedicated days, especially, I would give him this, you know, emesis of, of half understood data. Uh-huh. And, and Richard would lean back in his chair and he'd pause for a minute and he'd go, uh, uh, can you give that to me again in pigs and bunnies? <laughs> and I say, you know what? I, I'm kind of dumb, aren't I? I don't know what I'm talking about because you're fine. Just explain it. Just explain. It. I'll, I'll understand. I'll figure out the technical stuff. Tell me what you want the web page to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you have said over and over and over, turn your computer off and then turn it back on. Isn't that, isn't that I, I, <laughs> just like, Oh, all right. And in this case, I needed to actually unplug all the devices and plug them back in, but it's the same thing. Well, I, I, I get the sense that you're, you know what? Fuck it. You're kind of, I know you're like this and I'm definitely like this where like, I, I, um, or I'm like, fuck. And yeah. you get, you get so one gets so mad about how fucking stupid your fucking computer is. I'm sorry yeah. to curse John, but it's like last perfect, night but... you were using your headphones at 2am and everything was copacetic. You get up today. It's Alex Van Halen's 60th birthday and you yeah. can't even make your computer work. And that's crazy frustrating. And in my experience, that's when I go off the rails. Yeah. That's when I, I start it, doing all kinds of crazy. I don't want to be ping pong, lots of crazy voodoo shit. I start mm. taking things apart. The vo- the voodoo the the Haitian voodoo priests that listen to our podcast are so mad right now <laughs> that you are besmirching the name of their religion. They're going to get together with the Scientologists and the Santeria practice practitioners, <laughs> and we're we're going to get a fucking low tone chicken in the mail. <laughs> low tone chicken, low tone chicken, low tone chicken, low tone chicken. Ticket to China, Chinese ticket. Uh, you know, the thing that makes me mad right now is I've got this Bluetooth keyboard that you recommended that I get. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's a wonderful thing. I really like everything about it. Except every time I, I sit down at my computer, it says the Bluetooth setup assistant what? shows up and says, I cannot find your Bluetooth keyboard. And then the keyboard, then it does find the keyboard. Hmm. But there is this, there's this, like, interlocution for for 30 seconds where i'm sitting at the thing and i have to look at this i have to look at this box pop up that i know is wrong and the fact that the box is that's the problem the mm-hmm. fact that the box is wrong and that there's no way to say there's no way to type into the machine or say into the microphone listen computer figure it out it's <laughs> going to be the same every day every day this thing is there and every day you're going to find it. And every day you're fucking wrong. Sorry, I'm cursing a lot. You're, every day you're wrong. Let me ask you a question. Has this happened more than once? It happens every time. Okay, give me just a second here. Hang on. All right. 
Are you going to fix something? Or are you going to tell me to... Um, I can't unplug it because it's Bluetooth. Sorry. Wait a minute. Where are you? Hang on. I'm sorry. Let me get my binder. You're not going to the potty, are you? Hang on. Okay. <clears throat> Is your computer Mac or PC? <laughs> it's a Dell. Dude, I got a Dell. <clears throat> Have you run recent <laughs> software updates to yes. ensure... Mac or PC is up to date. Yes. Hmm. I even hot plugged my USB. Could you give that to me again in Pigs and Bunnies? <laughs> <laughs> now I, I know exactly what you mean, and I, I used to feel that you know, you know, uh, software has in large part gotten so much better over over the years. They've, it's gotten more standardized, especially on a Mac. But it used to drive me crazy. It used to drive me crazy when I would get a dialog box and I didn't like any of the options. It would make me mad. Where, you know, it makes me so mad. It's the problem with the uh, with the internet um, the internet helpmate. What's that called? The uh, the ombudsman. <laughs> the, the, uh, Robert Reich. The, the, yeah, Robert Reich uh, in your computer. The one that says, "I am trying to solve your internet connectivity problems." Oh, the little has, the dingus. Yeah, it has no usefulness at all. It just tells you what you already know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you jump through like seven different hoops, and then it's like you can't connect to the internet. You know, you go, part of the thanks. problem, John, is part, part of the problem is we've both been to college, yes, and, and we've done stuff, and Two we don't out. we don't like being told stupid shit without having a chance to defend ourselves. Thank you. Don't you think? I don't like being told stupid shit. Full stop. I'll tell you what drives me crazy right now, buddy. You go to one of those stupid goddamn web pages where yeah. you just want to go look at the stupid goddamn article and you get a, pardon my saying, a JavaScript pop up window that oh, says, Java. Would you oh. like to get our iPhone app with subscription for free fitness magazine? And you have to search, everything's like blacked out behind yeah. Yeah. And, and you can't read anything. And then and you have to search. Search for the X. Yeah, and where's and the, the X? And here's what the X says. It says it says something like incredibly passive aggressive, like yes, I'm ready to be a valued consumer, or no, thank you, no, thank you. I'd like to be reminded about this later. Yes, I do not. I am not thanking you. I do not want that to be an option. I, I'm thanking you for nothing. I, I want the third option to be no, fuck you. Fuck you in the eye, JavaScript. Yeah, go the fuck away. It's so frustrating. I don't like, I, you know what it is? I get, I'm kind of paraphrasing my friend Scott Simpson here, but I get blamed Scott for Simpson. enough Simpson. things in my life as it is. There are mm -hmm. so many things that I have screwed up. That yeah, I blame I, you for a lot of things. Sorry? I blame you for a lot of things. Well, you should. I'm a mess. But you know, because I screw up so many things, I'm a little bit sensitive about somebody including a computer pop-up window yeah. telling me that the settings aren't right when I know it's not my fault. Well, now here, here, let, let me just run this by you. Yeah. So I do, I have not, uh, I have not updated Adobe Flash, <laughs> whatchamacallit. <laughs> and every time I go on to, I go to these, I go to websites that deal, that deal as with part Flash. of your research. I go, as, as part of Pete, my research. the Pete Townsend of our generation. <laughs> as part of my Pete Townsend research, I go to websites that employ Flash. And for for months, every time I go to these websites, I get this Adobe uh, uh, window that says you you haven't updated Flash uh, and you need to. And I think about it, and I'm like, the only reason I would need to update Flash to look at this website is so that the animated ads on the side of the screen can can annoy me with their with their uh, Tourette's like uh, <laughs> flashing. And so 
I have not. I have. I can't think of another reason to, that I employ Flash, so I have not updated it. Well, today, after I did my la- latest software update, this is fascinating radio, by the way. Oh no, this is important materials. <laughs> We're getting at something much deeper than a pop up. Today, the, the 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 I get a different kind of window that pops up and says, "You have not updated Adobe Flash for so long now that we are just blocking Flash content from your computer." Mm. And on, on the side of the websites that I visit, all of the, all of the places where, which are advertisements are now just like broken link sign. And I could not be happier. Mm. Like there is no, it is, it, it feels like a hack. Like, is that all it took? Just disable, oh. disable flash. And now I don't, now, now I can just look at websites and they're not screaming at me. Right. Like, thank God. Why? Why do I not have that in on, on everything? Why do I not have why have I not disabled it on my phone so that when I go when I click through on Twitter to a link to to read an article I'm not asked and then, and to download there's a, there's a their video iPhone. there's a video of somebody talking about incontinence that pops up. I don't want it. And no. and now now I have I have successfully I have successfully blo- broken flash. <laughs> it's a war I, John it's a war of attrition. There I used guess to be that means if I go to some like 2002 indie rockers un- unupdated website. I'm not going to see the animation of a, of a little clown with some balloons. Skip intro. <laughs> I always thought if I were the president of Adobe, I would I would want to be named Skip Intro. Skip in- <laughs> Skip Intro would be such a good punk rock name. And you know what's great about that also is like it's 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 exactly that kind of guy that you would meet who goes and you I'm sure you've encountered this guy. This guy goes uh, well. Thank, thank you for taking the time to. Uh, uh, come on down here and uh, chat. Let me let me tell you a little bit about what I've been up to. Fuck, <laughs> skip intro. Uh, yeah, it just sounds like every every person I meet at Comic Con. Oh my god, that <laughs> that is um, mm, boy Comic Con. There's a variety of reasons I'm looking at Comic Con. Remember me razzing you about Comic Con? Right, what you, you're t- you're telling me that you're thinking of going to Comic Con? Well, you know, it's a now big... that your daughter is a confirmed Comic. She is today, she is a unicorn prince. And her friend, who is a girl who she kisses sometimes now, is a princess. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Can I tell you how much this is a derail? But can I tell you how much I love my kid's school and I'm going to miss it? We I dropped her off this morning and this awesome little boy, uh, you know, who's very, very boyish boy, but he's, he's got long hair. He shows up today. He's wearing blue jeans yeah. and a rugby shirt and a fuchsia giant flower headband in his hair. <laughs> and I walk up and I go, name of kid, you look awesome. Awesome. And is, and of course, my daughter is dressed as a boy because she's a unicorn prince. And I say, yeah, you know, Ellie's a unicorn prince today. And, and uh, I said, God, you look awesome. And his mom turns to me and goes, he wanted to be pretty today. Aww. And I'm like, you know, you're, you know, they're going to be in kindergarten and people are going to like throw paste at them for wearing stuff in their mm-hmm. hair. And that's, that's, I don't know. It's the modern day. <sighs> you know, in, in 2003, I'm talking about 10 years ago. Yeah. I was on tour with Death Cab for Cutie, and we played in Burlington, Vermont, one night. And it was uh, it was cold, it was cold. And I went down to the to the main street of of Burlington, uh, which is like a, a gypsy bazaar, 
It's like a. Uh, it's, it's like a little a, bit ping pong. It's just like they're not scene. bizarre. They're Roma. Listen, I'm sorry, gypsy people, Roma people. <laughs> they won't be here for long. Don't worry. I am. An, I am an old fashioned person, and I still refer to you as gypsies. And I know it's offensive. I, real gypsies uh, walk single file to disguise their numbers. Hmm. Interesting. They they put their shoe print in the shoe those, of the those, person. Those blasters are uh, are too <laughs> precise for a gypsy. But uh, so I'm downtown and it's, you know, it's one of these places where you can get, you can get homemade almond butter and you can get, uh, you know, like hemp underwear and, and, uh, and there's a, there's a little kiosk that's selling scarves and I needed a scarf and I bought a scarf and it was the, and I bought the pink scarf because it was the one that appealed to me. And I come back to the venue and on the way back, you know, and this is Burlington, Vermont. This isn't like, this isn't Oklahoma City. That's that's deep fleece in NPR country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm walking back to the venue. And then, so on the trip to the venue and then at the venue, you know, no fewer than six people comment kind of with the, uh-huh. with the uh-huh, that I'm wearing a pink scarf. So that's how it is in his band. <laughs> and I had, it had not occurred to me <laughs> when I bought it. That there would be any that, that 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 would be any kind of signal, or that it would in, in any way be too confusing for people that I had chosen the pink one, simply because the pink one was the handsomest of the scarves. These are, these are strangers we're talking about. These are people on the street, and then when I arrive at the venue, they are people I'm interacting with in the course of of the work that I am doing about to put on a rock show, and everybody's like, "Nice pink scarf," mm. hmm. and I was like, "Thank you." It is a nice pink scarf. And what's amazing to me, Merlin, and then maybe it's something about the color of pink that this pink scarf is because it's very pink. Mm. But I still wear the scarf and I still get comments from people like, nice pink scarf. Mm. And I think, is pink really? Uh, is it is it such an off-limits color for an adult man that you, you cannot have one item of pink flair? That it doesn't freak people out. I've seen out on you the... wear like a pink polo shirt. I think I I wear pink all up and down because it, pink is a handsome color. And it it's a, it's a very handsome color. If you have the right my eyes. you have the right skin tone, especially a big fellow like you, <clears throat> I think it's a nice way to soften your look. Yeah, now, what troubles me though, and I don't know, I was thinking about semiotics. Although although I feel like soften mm. is a little bit of a gender normative. Uh, oh, adjective. it's like saying somebody's fat. Yeah, you don't say pink, fat. Pink you is, don't say pink soft. Is, pink is softig. I said some. I said somebody was a Nancy the other day. Oh dear! And I got a bunch of raised eyebrows. Oh, Nancy, God. I wish we could, like, I wish we could pick our listeners. Come on, Nancy. He's ah. Uh, can I say Nancy? John, so, sometime we're gonna we're gonna have to have a program where we really really boil it down and have a discussion mm. about the word. No, I think we would just sit and be racist and sexist. All yes. we would be. We would do that for an hour, um, and everybody would hate us forever. On pr- on purpose, we would deliberately try to oppress people. Now, I I unintentionally thought about semiotics this morning, and I had to set it aside. I said, "Leave it." But yeah. now I'm thinking, uh-huh. what, what troubles now me? You're, now you're in a safe space. <laughs> yeah, it's, it signifies a safe space. This, that's the difference. Uh-huh. But but um, I uh, as I sit here now, what troubles me about that is yes, obviously there is this whole like you're a giant fag thing. But oh, what, what okay. also troubles me is no, that's what that's what they're saying, yeah, right? Yeah, right? But what right? but what troubles me about it is that whole like, and this is what I don't want my daughter and her friend with the fuchsia uh, hair to have to face fuchsia hair thing is uh, is is this whole like 
Oh, and you drop this thing. You don't even say, you look like a homosexual, and that's bad. They're not even saying what they're really thinking. They're, they're leaving something in the air, and I, I, I think I feel pretty sure that this drives you nuts when something is left in the air unaddressed. I don't like the left in the air unaddressed. Now you should feel bad about something that I don't have the stones to actually tell you you should feel bad about. Well, you know, that's why I carry a tennis racket everywhere I go. <laughs> Does it have weights on it? <laughs> it doesn't. It's, you know, I train with one with weights at is, home. Is it pink? <laughs> it is pink. It's a pink graphite tennis racket. Oh, and those I, are nice. I just, I just give them a, a bonk right in the sweet spot. <laughs> the and it makes that satisfying <laughs> poom, poom. And if you need to, you can always turn it sideways and really give them give a serious brainer. <laughs> Wapo. Well, you know, I, what the, what, this came up the other day. Because of the um, because of the new movement, uh, I guess it's not a new. Well, it's it's a relatively new movement, which is the 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 polyamorous rights. Oh God! <laughs> the oh, the God. Po- that polyamorous people, and that is a word that I object to. Yeah. I do not believe that. First of all, polyamorous is a word at all. But second of all, it's a it's a terrible way of describing. The, this uh, this class of people, but the polyamorous are is that um, Greek? That's probably Greek, right? Well, it's like a, it's a it's a it's a combination of Greek and Latin, and that is what makes it. Yeah, not I a mean, strunk and white, chapter one. Come on, can we come up with something? Can we just call it wife swapping? Is that you can't do that anymore? Is that is that uh, normative? Well, no, but this is the thing: it isn't swapping. Po- the the oh. uh, the polyphiliacs. No, no, uh, no, no takebacks. No Indian giving. Well, they want to be in multiple relationships mm-hmm. simultaneously. Uh, or it's not that they want to be. This is the thing that the the the, the, the <gasps> it's, it's not a choice. Say that they are that they're born this way. <laughs> See polyphiliacs. Polyphiliacs, yeah, because po- polyamory is like too. It's 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 wrong. Yeah, it's, then you're saying it's, it's it's a choice. It's not you know. This is how I am. Let it begin with me. <laughs> and so and so what they is came it for the polyphiliacs and i said nothing because i because <laughs> i did not love... have <laughs> they came for the people in bathrobes and i said nothing and but, so, but what, so what 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 rights are being scotched for well, the polyphilics here's what happened the the uh the great american dan savage uh went online at some point recently and said in response to people writing him he said i don't think that uh, that I, I, I can't. I, I hate the word, but I don't think polyamory is a is a thing that you are born with. I think it is a choice that you're making. Dan Savage said that. Dan Savage said this. Wow, I bet he got Be- some notes because the, because people were writing him and saying, in response to advice he was giving people, they were saying, "I'm born this way," and and polyamorous rights are equivalent, and our struggle. For recognition and for acceptance is equivalent to the gay rights struggle, which is equivalent to the civil rights, which is equivalent to the civil rights struggle. So everyone has been a slave. Basically, everyone has been living in slavery. And now we are there's this cascading. We are in in the in the, the middle of the Niagara of recognition that people are born as they are mm. and everybody should be everybody should be entitled to. You know the uh, the the same sort of. Um, it's a, it's literally a two hundred no. It's a four hundred year legacy of forced labor and having your children taken away. It's it four hundred years people have suffered 
mm-hmm. because of their in their their those cultures built in inability to allow them to to love various persons. Right. And so where's my parade? So Dan so Dan has been, you know, wrestling with this because he does because he's he is kind of the locus point in America at least for people for for this kind of conversation. You know, Dan is like uh, always at the forefront of Gay rights. Well, when, I mean, this is one case where that word, that word, I think works very well. When you say he's sort of a thought leader in the in the like the whole queer movement, the whole before we add another word to to LGBTWXYZ, but queer in general, like people who are. I mean, am I, am I using that incorrectly? I think no, that's, no, no. Well, that is that's, that's the parlance, that's, right? That's the way that we were we were taught. Um, I don't I don't know if queer is still acceptable because oh, I, I think feel, it's reacceptable. I, I feel like the kids. Well, no, I, I, but I feel like it was reacceptable in, in 96, and oh. the, the kids now are rewriting the rules every day. It's reverse, about, reverse racism. Ab- about what language okay. is acceptable. You know what I mean? Like, there are 21-year-olds out there who are dictating what language is, is, is and is not acceptable, and, and, and I'm afraid that— <laughs> That'll work out great. I'm afraid that I am not on all of the RSS feeds. <laughs> you, you read the trades, but I you got stuff to do. <laughs> I do. There's— there's this great there's this great guy in England who publishes a, an e-zine called Worldwide Words, where every week he goes in he he does like a deep etymology of a few different words. I love that stuff. And in and it's not a I think he might have a website, but this just shows up in my email. He just sends out an email blast once a week where he's like, the derivation of the word, you know. Uh, titty and he really will he'll get he'll get all the way into all uh, like he'll find the earliest citation of um the earliest use of a word and 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 kind of walk us all the way back to where it came from but anyway so the the struggles of the polyamorous um i've been i've been uh turning it over and over in my mind both because both because I feel like we are we are uh, fast arriving at the singularity of rights, where <laughs> it's like a identity politics gray goo. Yeah, where where we are, if if we are if we are abandoning the idea of nurture and all like trending toward this born this way, born this way, born this way. I mean, I definitely feel like a lot of my problems in life, in interacting with other people, are the result of traits that I was born with. You know what I mean? Like, my, my nature is such that I can, I, I look at my, grand, my grandfather and his life and my mother and her life. I look back in my family and I see these traits expressed in a way that I do not feel I was taught, but rather that I came, I came equipped with this kind of personality even. And so, and, and that personality has definitely affected the way I have, I have interacted with other people, the success I've had in the world. And although I don't want to parade, I do feel like over the course of the last 20 years, I have felt increasingly less like a freak and more like a type Right. Hmm. So the and, and, and so and that has given me a certain freedom because I say, listen, I am this type. I am introverted. I am I am uh, I'm a loner, 
but I'm also a social introvert. So that's why it's confusing to you why I want to come home with you, but I, <laughs> but I don't want to stay the night. Do you understand? You're a and type. I, I can see why this is confusing to you. And you're saying like, you came home with me now stay the night. And I'm like, gotta go, but it's not your fault. Where, or, where are the rights for the monoamorous, for the nanoamorist? I'm a type. Do you understand? And there are a lot of people I think on the internet who, who self-identify as asexual. Oh, like Morrissey. Like Morrissey, who are, who are similarly liberated by the recognition that they, that they have a group, that they are a type. They're not a freak. They're just, they trend toward asexual on the, on the great, like, globular graph of human types. But so I so I feel the I feel the polyamorous out there. I really feel them. It's part of your with, research with my long tongue. Oh Christ! And there they are. They're they're living in a world where monogamy is the is the mass, right? Monogamy is is unquestionably yeah. Monogamy is the man. Is the man, and it, and monogamy is not. It's not just a socially determined man. Monogamy is the is the type and the choice of the majority. And yet here these people are, and they, and I think probably legitimately say, I never ever felt a different way than that I want to have two wives or that I want to be, I want to be in simultaneous, uh, simultaneously caring, loving relationships with multiple people. And now I want my, now I want my civil rights and my human rights. But what, Okay. I just want to stipulate this is your topic, not mine. And I don't want to get involved. I don't want to have to argue with that lady that always wants to argue with us. You, you will have to take care of that for us. Who wants to argue with me? I must have. I must have blocked them all. I'm moving on. The the, the here, I just want to. I, okay, first of all, I I would like you to the extent possible to help me understand what rights are being denied these people. But I would also like to say, yes, I I I am I am the problem because I'm the man. Literally, yes. it's my name, but but uh, <laughs> but it also it always it's interesting to me. Like I've said this to you before, but I always wish there were a word um, besides. I wish there were a distinction between, for example, an atheist and an antitheist, hmm. or you know what I mean. Like I, I think I think that's it's problematic that atheist uh, is is used for somebody like a Richard Dawkins character because I don't think he's an atheist. I think right, he's, he's an, an antitheist. He's an anti. Theist. Agreed. And an atheist, to me, should some be somebody. It's it's it would be the equivalent of saying like I'm an a strawberryian. Like yeah. you know what you're, I you're just, I, you're, you're, I, I don't eat strawberries. Like they're out there, maybe, but I don't. You know what I mean? It's right. You are ambivalent to God. Anytime it you identify by what you are not. Yes. For myself, for myself right. as the Agreed. man. Agreed. When you when you determine your your politics and rights based on what you are not. I think you're not on the road to empowerment. Agreed. I think you're you're on the road to systematically, mindfully marginalizing yourself. Go, Merlin, go. It's your topic. Yes. It's your topic. No, no, no. I like it, and that, and I think it's a I think it's a condition of our modern times. We are we are 
and I think I tried to get into this with you once, and oh God. and the talk about sex grossed you out. No, oh, no. And you and you closed your ears, and then and then you started talking. I'm about not. Video I'm games. not sex negative. I'm I'm <clears throat> talking about your fucking sex negative. <laughs> I don't want to hear about all your make believe orgasms yeah. on Twitter and all of your you're eating ice cream and playing with your Hitachi. You know what? Keep it in your pants, Johnny. You know yep. that, that that's my feeling. Tamagotchi. Tom, is that was that is that one of those little pets you got to have? So it's, it's a little. Yeah, you got to catch them all, right? <laughs> the thing, the is thing that is, pogs? That, is that related to pogs? I'm not sure. I, I think, think it's a it's a it's a Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> um, no, li- living in the downtown as I have done for many years, living in the downtown of a western city. And and uh, and I want to. I don't want to derail this, but I was just in Ohio, and uh, boy, Ohio is different than which, Seattle. Which part? I was in. I was in the Akron, Canton, Cleveland, uh, axis, the Cuyahoga River Valley, and um, a lot of riding lawnmowers, a lot of leaf blowers, mm-hmm. a lot of women, uh, like middle-aged women with wedge haircuts. You know what a wedge oh, haircut is? Sure, I know a wedge. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so living here in the West, you know, for many years I have uh, interacted with people who ha- who were self-identifying as uh, freaky, or that they that they were not interested in vanilla, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They were not interested in a vanilla lifestyle. They were interested in a freaky lifestyle. And interacting with some of these people, as I do, as a researcher and as a mm. and as a as a rock musician. Um, sometimes I would be, uh, I would find myself as part of my research back in their lair, in their cave. <laughs> so anthropologically, just you, could there, ob- you could observe them in their natural environment. Yeah, just there as a researcher and there to see, uh, because, you know, freaky people are freaky, are people too. And, um, yes, yes. and as a self-identified uh, queer or freak positive person, I was there uh you know, as a, I agree with everything you've decided you are not. Sort of, sort of like a UN observer in Supreme. Oh, you got like a blue helmet, and you're like Jimmy That's Carter right. at the uh, at the Central American election. Yeah, in a way, I did have a blue helmet, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pete Townsend. Uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> but you get into those situations, and you get in, you get engaged with these people in their in their multifarious uh, ways. And uh, and in most cases, I discovered that uh, the freakiness was not a was not superior to vanilla. It was not like being anti-vanilla, being not vanilla was not the same as being like somehow having an evolved sexuality or an evolved uh, set of tastes. Mm-hmm. It was simply. Like it, it was, it was largely defined by what it wasn't, and this was, you know, this is my complaint about punk rock too. But I'm not going to talk mm, about please. punk rock anymore, nope, anymore. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, and and I did feel like people were getting in, into smaller and smaller groups. It's like the, it's like when we were in high school, there were you were you, if you liked metal, you were a metalhead. Mm-hmm. And now I imagine if you went to high school today, there would be like. 40 different splinter metal groups some uh, social groups and the and the 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 death metal kids and the you know and the classic swedish heavy metal uh, kids. swedish or norwegian exactly and nobody can no, nobody can well, melodic death metal 
Snowflake very, very, very different. Around the core campfire of metal. Isn't that, isn't that a goddamn shame? You just can't sit there and listen to some Iron Maiden like a gentleman. And and I, and and I have this problem. I listen to I listen to certain certain threads of new metal, and I'm like, and I don't mean noi metal. I mm-hmm. mean like recent the, the metal. German band, right? And I think this isn't metal. This is just this is like this is metal sounds and metal parts. You, you, you could you could hook up a Volkswagen to a Boss pedal and listen to it turn over, and it would sound basically the same. I like that idea. Could you hook up a Volkswagen to a boss pedal? You'd need a microphone in between. I need a firewire, probably. <laughs> Can I point out one thing? I, and, and this is, boy, are you ever going to get mail about this? Yeah. But here's here's something. When we talk about, and, and I know it is, I've heard it is extremely frustrating to African American people, and I'm using that term very lightly because I think okay. they're actually pretty fucking pissed when mm. people say things are like the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Because yes, in one sense they are. If you learned about the civil rights movement when you were a kid in the 90s, it can seem very similar because right. you say, well, uh, you know, we, we're being treated poorly, we're, people are discriminating against us, and there are willful, in some cases, willful um, systematic attempts to keep us from being part of the culture Right. And, and, you know, it, whether, whether that's Montgomery or Kristallnacht, yeah, that was a real thing. But, but here's something I've noticed, and I, I'm curious if you've noticed this. I've noticed that somebody who's black when they're 21 is also black when they're 70. Hmm. I'm noticing that there are a lot fewer people who are freaky when they're 21 <laughs> that are still freaky when they're middle-aged. And you know what? The ones who are freaky when they're middle-aged don't fucking care what you think and don't need you to like their rights. They're yeah. just doing their thing. And well, listen, I, I see if, that if, around here, and I think it's super cool, and they don't need a fucking parade. They're just going if, out and diddling whatever they want, and they don't need to be fucking Rosa Parks. And I really if, respect that. If you ever came on the Jonathan Colton cruise... I would, never come on, I would never people. come on anything on a cruise. <laughs> Do you know how filthy those things are? There are a lot of middle-aged freaky people, but as you say, they, they, find, their, they find their place and they but are they, less... But they know who they are. And they, 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 I mean, except, in, of course, this is San Francisco, which is an outlier. I, but, you know, it, it, I really respect people who don't need a label. And the ones that I end up respecting, and I, I have to admit, maybe this is because I'm getting a little bit more into nerdy culture, which I know is a controversial topic. But, you know, one reason I'm, I'm gaining more and more respect for LARPers and cosplayers is yes. they're positive a positive in the sense of saying, like, you know what? I like dressing up like Captain Marvel, or I am, right. I am a paladin. I can't use a Vorpal Blade, but I can sure have fun on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And I like that. To me, showing up and going, like, I'm a non-non-LARPer is not much of an identity. That you know, just right, makes you right, 13. Right now, the libertarian priest, is he's just he's loving this conversation. You think so? Because he, he knows all about the powers of paladin. That was one of, that was one of the first... He's the he's the D and D priest. You knew that, right? Are you talking about the bro? Yeah, the bro. I totally did not know oh, that. The bro, D and D D and D priest. I learned something that I'd forgotten, which is that you can change your alignment, but did yeah. you know you lose experience points when you, you change do. your that's alignment? That's right. You can't get. You, you can't think just... that's true in life, John? Hmm. Like, let's say you are like I personally. Like, I was watching this Hunger Games movie the other night, which is actually about a hundred times better than I expected. And I was thinking about how she's kind of a ranger. And yeah. you know what I mean? What is that? I don't, because I've never seen that show. Well, but yeah. you know a ranger. Or what is yeah, a ranger? It's high, uh, high dexterity. Um, you got to have pretty good strength. I think you got to have some charisma. Monks need lots of charisma, right? Yeah, you Anyhow, need a hooded, a hooded cloak. You need a, you need a cloak. Uh, you need uh, – who gets the vibrating hand? That's the uh, – <laughs> 
that's uh, the freaky the freaky monk, right? Yeah, it's, you can uh, rappel down walls. Right, but but a ranger. Yeah. But anyway, so I always have thought of myself as a youngster as being chaotic good. Right. Which I think is what most teenagers like to think that they are. Sure. I think if you thought that you were lawful good or lawful neutral, you would think that you were such a pussy. Right. Chaotic good. It's like, hey, you know what, dude? I'm a good guy, but I'm a little bit of a wild card. Yeah. Lawful good is a townsperson, a farmer, a merchant. It's one of those pesky non-player characters that's always trying to get into your shit, get your gold and your high hard boots. Yeah. You know, that's the the the, the non player characters are the ones you got to. Anyway, you know what? I don't have a point to this. All as you I'm get, saying, but no, as you get further along in life, I I think the, a lot of people need to confront the idea that they are not chaotic good, and that they are more or less lawful good, or yeah, lawful good. Really, I think the majority of people are. Or they're lawful just good. they're just disoriented normal. But isn't that lawful good disoriented normal? Mm, I think of. <clears throat> I mean, alignment obviously is reductive. It has to be right. right. You've got you've got this. You've got. This Do you feel like your alignment has changed as you've grown older? I mean, I guess, but I don't think I'm good anymore really? because well, you feel no, lawful because neutral? okay. So here's the difference: a paladin has to be lawful good, which right. means not simply that you honor the law and are a good person. It means that you must act in pursuit of mm. lawful things, and you must make things good. I think that's a big difference. And this is this is the problem with all these fucking teenagers running around in their goddamn bathrobes is that you're not fighting in the service of anything except your own identity at that time. And you know what? Why don't you get back in the oven and bake for five more years and then come back and tell me about what words I'm allowed to use with all due respect? I do agree that 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 the civil rights movement in America is not analogous to is not directly analogous to the proliferation of rights movements your grandparents weren't slaves bathrobe boy yeah but i feel like i feel like leaving that aside leaving leaving the leaving the fact that everybody is trying to connect their their small struggle to the to the large struggle um we are now living in a world where we have to reckon with all of these small struggles you know and 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 i'm afraid people aren't thinking it all the way through thinking the born this way all the way through because hmm. if born this way well, it ends is up being you, kind of restrictive well it's not just that it is it's it, it, it i'm not worried about the restrictiveness of it it is that born this way is precisely the argument that nambla members use <laughs> if you have you just did the uh, white van kid diddler version of godwin's law <laughs> I just I feel and, and if we make gay marriage possible, people are going to marry their cats. That's the pro- that's the problem, and this is this is this is why uh, like people that get mad at me, uh, uh, like argue that I am some kind of crazy. Uh, I, I've I've gone I've gone across the radical spectrum, and I'm on the other side now, back to reactionary. But but. <laughs> But if you if you follow and, and again as part of my Pete Townsend research, I have I have listened to <laughs> you've, the voices. You've peered into a lot of dark corners. I have. I've listened to the voices of the oppressed men who love who love <laughs> children, and I've listened to their their lamentations, the the lamentations of themselves. What is good? And, and they say, and and a lot of them, you you can't help but have sympathy for them as they stand before a judge and beg to be castrated. Talk about being born this way, and say like, I cannot help these urges. I've had them since uh, since I can remember. I know it is criminal. I know it's wrong. I want to be 
castrated. Please send me to jail. Please execute me. You know, there are people pleading with us as a culture to, to help them solve this problem that has, that has plagued them their whole lives and they're in prison and they are, you know, like, and every time a child molester goes to prison, we're all like, ha ha ha, I hope he gets raped a thousand times. But it's like, you know, a lot of these guys have been, have been fighting this their whole lives and, and believe me, they feel like they were born that way. And so I'm not equating uh, polyamory or LARPing with child molestation. <laughs> when, like or, that's going to save you. <laughs> or, bro, or bronyism. Let me, I don't, let me I just don't, stipulate. <laughs> I don't think they go hand in hand in glove. Or have, You probably you know, misunderstood a lot of what I'm saying, but now I'm going to no put the thought all. in your head that this is something I have to deny. <laughs> but... But if you if if you if you if you go down the rabbit hole of born this way, there's a lot down deeper in the hole that you don't want to look at. And so, where do you draw the line? Where do you say, like, all right, here, here this is this is unconscionable to us, or that we cannot allow it past this point? But up on this side of it, uh, you know, up the oh, hole, I see. we're going to say, yes, God damn it, you know. Bronies have rights. So you're, I mean, you're, if I understand, and I, 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 this is your topic, but if I understand, I think what you're saying, it's that when you go down the road to born this way, then if you, if your basic thesis is that born this way has to be acceptable because if anyone who is born a certain way has the inalienable, inalienable right to be respected and found lawful for what it is. In other words, we should not penalize people for being born this way, whether that is, oh, God, yeah. oh, why are we I, doing this? But, but isn't that, it's kind of what you're saying, right? Like, well, if, here, if your basic the, premise is born this way has primacy, then you open the door to all the things that you're going to get email about. Right, right. I'm going to get a lot of email. But the thing is that human beings are animals, right, first and foremost. And born this way is a naturalistic argument. It is an, it is an argument that, that we are that our natures are predetermined it's deterministic by our by our animal selves right but across the great spectrum of human beings there are a lot of us that are born in a way that uh that uh, that as soon as that way is identified we should probably put that person to death immediately like right. there are people who are born in a way that they i mean if you if you read about Jeffrey Dahmer he he fought his whole life to control his urges to rape and and eat his victims or whatever. You know, like they, he is also born that way. And so we, you're going to need a new email address, right? What, right? People are going to be people are going to are are, are all going to be wrestling with. This, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I, I, t- I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, but the, but but. But and this is this is by no means an argument against <laughs> the progress that we have made. But <laughs> your 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 furry hand, your furry glove in my chain mailed hand. <laughs> but, but let's make this a night with a K to remember. But I worry about this all the time because as I walk through life, I support people's desire to be free, but at a certain point all of civilization, all of law is designed to constrain people's freedom for the, for the benefit of the mass, for the good of the main. And what we're doing is we are extending the borders of what we consider to be 
the the mainstream, right? I mean, homosexuality now is completely mainstreamed in America, and uh, and I think America has gained for it. Mm -hmm. But as we extend those borders, we're all going to have to reckon with just exactly where we want to draw the new line, because there has to be. You cannot extend the franchise all the way out to everybody, because there are there are freaky people out there. There are people who are born in a way that gives us pause and but but we're not talking about that you know each new struggle each new group. that's the whole that's the whole point of our joking about this is that is that is that the reason that this is awkward is is why it's probably kind of true mm. and the reason you know what i'm saying in other words if this was easy to talk about uh our, our the, your point would not be correct it's the fact that this is such an awkward thing to confront that you know Maybe, you know, maybe it is a little reductive or a little bit, you know, black and white thinking, but, um, but how, how do you, well, here, you know, here's one thing that really actively, uh, troubles me and that I struggle with because as much as we, we crack wise on here or, or whatever we do on here, like I, I would genuinely like for people to live the life that they would like to lead in as much as it doesn't harm other people. And I really do believe that people should be allowed to be called whatever the fuck they want to be called and with, with respect. But this is a struggle and I'm going to own this. But like my problem is I – which remember I made that crack about how like if you, if you like – if you mention like crack in the South, people think you do crack. Yeah. I, I don't like – I don't like it when people think that – just because I'm disagreeing with you about the name and entitlement of something doesn't mean I think you shouldn't get to do what you want. Do you know what I mean? I think you can end up having an extremely uh, loud and long argument about two different things without ever distinguishing what they are. Right. Which is that like, yeah, well, like, why are we arguing? Everybody should be able to do the thing that they want to do. You know, your rights stop at the end of my nose kind of thing. But like, but I, but. I, I, I don't like being constantly tutored by people on how I need to realign my thinking and vocabulary to comport know, with what they're feeling this week. I know you hate being tutored by people on the internet. I don't like being tutored. And you know what it reminds me of in some ways, as long as we're going to escalate this, what it reminds me of is uh, they say that it is said that one reason – They uh, say that it is said. They say that it is said that, that one reason, um, for example, that – uh, Republicans, conservatives, but Republicans in particular have had so much success over the years is organization. Mm -hmm. um, and things like being able to rally people to say, like, and send out an email, you know, astroturfing, send out this email to go, okay, here's a link. Go to this CNN poll and vote mm -hmm. this way. Right. And, and, and you can Come make, to Nuremberg and yeah. we will have a big bonfire. Right. And so, for example, you could have a Campbell's Soup recipe competition and the winner would be something called Ron Paul Revolution. And you go, w what does that even mean? Well, I guess we're making a difference. So you can rally people to do yeah. just about anything. Now, the other thing that they're great at, uh, and I think this is pretty well documented, is being able to control the vocabulary and I, f end up framing what the actual thing we're talking about is just by a choice life. of words. Pro life, precisely. Or you know, again, we're back to don't think of an elephant. But 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 you could you. I think there are actually this is a thing that everybody does now, which is messaging, which is you let everybody in your camp know. Yes, here is what the messaging is. This is what this is the point we need to make in every interview. But these are the words we yeah. need to use in order to do this. Right. And, and it, it could be something like very coded, you mm. know, it could be like, you know, urban problems, urban has a very coded meaning. Um, 
And, and so in some ways, I, I feel like the newsletter that we're all being forced to subscribe to that we dare not fall behind on is the newsletter that lets us know, like, you know, what's what's hot and what's not in terms of what noun to use to keep somebody from being a goddamn slave. And I think that puts such a lie to like some really important shit that's gone down in the last 400 years that it makes me furious. Yeah. Well, it's like well, you were not in Auschwitz. Like, relax. What interests me about the about the conversation is, as always, first principles, right? I don't think that we can I, – I don't think it's very effective to talk about, for instance, drone attacks in Afghanistan or uh, to talk about Guantanamo or to talk about the extension of civil rights to – each successive group it isn't very useful unless there is unless there's some part of the population that is talking about it in terms of first principles because every time every time a new group uh kind of rises up out of the mist and says we are a we are another group of people who demand our civil rights or every time there and, is and a, to be and i'm sorry but to, and to be acknowledged that we are a group to be acknowledged as a group and to be to be accepted into what is essentially the mainstream. We want to come out of the darkness, and now we want you know uh, we want, for instance, polyamory, which which more or less hurts nobody, but we want to be mainstreamed. We want to be accepted. We want to be able to say to our coworkers, "We are polyamorous," and so the, so I'm going to bring two people to. Our employee picnic, and, and they're essentially not allowed to smirk at your pink scarf. Yeah, or 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 uh, in a lot of cases, you know. And we want we want uh, insurance and benefits, you know, like oh, we wanna, I we, see. That's we, the we rights. Be, That's the rights. Yeah, but we okay. want to be mainstreamed. Is, is is part of it, and and also, you know, drone attacks and and Guantanamo, where we are pushing, we are pushing in specific cases. What we what we universally agree are the limits. Like we are sending drones now, and without any human, without any oversight. I mean, there uh, and obviously there's there are people in uh, in tractor trailers in the Nevada desert who are watching on video cameras and saying, "Yeah, I think I think that guy. I think that I don't like the look of his turban. I think that guy's <laughs> bad. Send in a send in a uh, air to ground missile. Boom! And then you know, oh shit." After the missile was launched, four kids came running out of the door, kicking a soccer ball, and now we're just going to sit here and watch them. You know, there's like eight seconds until the missile lands, and we're just going to sit here in our trailer and watch them vaporize, and then we're going to go home and have a Stouffer's dinner. <laughs> and and but but we're trying to we're trying to figure out what the what the new limits are without looking at it from 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 on high. Like there's no council of elders. Really, because the media has largely abdicated this role. Nobody writes about it anymore uh, from this standpoint because nobody likes to get letters. And also, the, 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 there's been a tremendous decline in the, in the national dialogue. But when it comes to pederasty, <laughs> God, like there needs to be a conversation about it in our culture that no one wants to initiate, right? Who wants to be the one that comes out and says, let's take a hard look at this 
And, you know, is it when a 22 year old has sex with a 16 year old and in some state or a 15 year old and in some states he goes to jail for that? Is that really equivalent to a 75 year old molesting a six year old? Mm -hmm. You know, like there are there are laws, but there's also there's a tremendous amount of like crinkled up noses in our culture where it's like, oh, that's gross. Like Hugh Hefner just married a 26-year-old. That's gross. He's 87. But we, but it's gross, but we kind of also, I mean, half the population kind of high five. Doesn't it seem like he's getting married to somebody 20 like every few months? Is it just me? Am I getting old? <clears throat> My feeling is that Hugh Hefner's taste in women has become more and more cartoony as he's gotten old. Maybe it's his eyesight. I think it is, and I think what he really—I think what what they should do is they should we, wheel in like a giant boob, <laughs> and just 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 wheel it in to his room every night at eleven, and then he can like he can he can grope it and paw at it, and then they yeah. just wheel the boob out, and he's laying in bed like all all covered in perspiration and like ow. Oh, honey, oh, darling. God. But then, you know he's a pretty wealthy guy, so maybe they could have different boobs. So he could have he could be polyamorous with his fake boobs. Well, so the, he could have the, different ones come in. Maybe he could have you know maybe a B cup tonight. Well, B, and by B big, I mean of course a rollier would it be like the size of a of, of a hassock or or like a oh, foreign oh. car. Like how 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 big oh, would it be? I, I think it would be. I think it would. Maybe be. like one of those fuckable feet. Do you remember the monster in the or the the the, the queen alien in um, Starship Troopers? Um, I don't think I do, but I can look it up. You remember Starship Troopers when uh, when was that Doogie... with that uh, that girl with the eyebrows? Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, but it's, it's, yeah. it's the one where Doogie Howser puts his hand on the thing and he says, "It's afraid." It's hmm. a big. It's a big bug. I think that's about the size of the boob that Hugh Hefner is should. Should maybe ride to Valhalla. This is the problem with porn, and it's really one of the only problems with porn. Is is that is that I think a couple things happen. I think I think one thing is that familiarity breeds porn contempt, which is that you that first of all, like one, no matter how much porn you've got, you always want more, and then in time you want it to get more fucked up. And so the thing is, like he might start out, for example, with like, hey, look at me. I'm Hugh Hefner. I have a built-to-scale, like what, like one to eight, one colon eight sized booby. But then maybe sometimes he wants like a one to eight man booby or something. I'm just saying, I'm just saying this is the problem. And I don't want to get into the dead rubber girl thing, but you know, I, I, I bet once you got one rubber girl, you want to get two, and then you want to get four so you can have a tea party. Oh, right. Not Imagine if party. you spent all that money on a dead rubber girl, and then you got bored of her. Ex well, exactly. And you were like, oh, this rubber girl is just doesn't do it for me anymore. I've spent money on some very costly things that I got bored with very quickly. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's, that's, a, big, I, that's a big investment. I, I have a whole drawer of digital cameras that uh that i that i don't use anymore and, okay and that's a terrific example okay like the first digital camera i i bought was in uh, 1999 and it was a sub i think it was less than one megapixel i mean i look at them now i thought I, I thought it was revolutionary at the time you put your little card in you put the batteries in and you're taking pictures and you put it onto your pc wow this is really amazing but it was very costly for the time 
And now those pictures look ridiculous. Yeah. They're so like, they're so noisy and like, and streaky looking. Yeah. Noisy streaks. Each time one of these new dingai come out, like you think it's going to be a revolution and it kind of is for a (laughs) while. (laughs) It's from the Latin. I don't know. Well, you know, Hugh Hefner has a son. Hmm? Uh, Hugh Hefner has a lot of kids, I guess, as you would expect. A lot fewer kids than you might think. But, I just, I just, I have this feeling that he just has never had a lot of sex. Well, he seems he, like he's overcompensating on such another level. Yeah, I think he's. I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Hugh Hefner's had a lot of sex, but that that none of it, I don't think, qualifies as good sex as I as I see it. But you he's don't, got. You don't kid. think he could pleasure a lady? I do not think. I don't think so either. I think that he exists to be pleasured, and that's probably been true since the start. I mean, look at him. Yeah. And imagine being a lady, and imagine here comes even a young Hugh Hefner. Here he comes. Mm-hmm. He's coming in. Got a pipe. And you and you are a lady, pretty mm-hmm. lady. Here comes Hugh. Ugh. Yeah. He's, he's skinny and he's he's he's, he's gawky. Creepy. He's got that weird hair and there's a little un- something he's, unsaid he's, about he's, him. Eating pussy like he's finishing some flan. Ugh, I don't, don't like you it. think? But he's got this kid. He's got this young kid who's who's this heir apparent. His son, <laughs> his, the, his, the Playboy Prince. <laughs> he is the Playboy Prince. His this kid is named Cooper Hefner. That's a terrible name. And he was born in like uh, I don't I don't even know. I I I don't want to look it up on the internet. But he was born recently. Mm-hmm. He's like twenty. He's like in his early 20s and he's Hugh Hefner's son. Now he and his father is grooming him as he has groomed so many ladies Mm. to take over the Playboy Enterprise. Well, now you picture this kid at 22 years old. The first question you have 1991, he was born. He was born in 91. So how how old does that make him? I think you're right. Yeah. 20, 20, 22. When did Cooper Hefner, when and how? Did Cooper Hefner lose his virginity? <laughs> it was probably not. It was probably not in the backseat of his of a Corvair parked at Lookout Point. It was probably not. <laughs> what are you, a, an American graffiti? <laughs> it was probably not a girl. It was probably not with a girl behind the bandstand with a girl that he goes to high school with. I am probably fed- not at the World's Fair. <laughs> it was probably not under the boardwalk. <laughs> Out by the sea? <laughs> it was undoubtedly at some point... On, on like a round bed. Or in a grotto. And he was, <laughs> he was initiated into, the, into this world uh, in some kind of grotesquerie where a half a dozen, you know, playmates were sort of like, tee-hee-hee. But, oh, you think his father might have, might have dispatched them absolutely. for some kind of initial, in the true sense of the word, an ordeal, like a yeah. sexual ordeal. Like he, it was a trial by vaginal fire. Absolutely, I cannot imagine it happened any other way. And I cannot. I bet imagine- he was surprised too. Maybe, maybe they maybe they put a bathrobe <laughs> over his head and dragged him into a limo. He was probably he was probably where are we going? He was probably in a bed shaped like a a car, like a racing car. <laughs> inside of a grotto. He was probably ten years old. <laughs> By I mean, Skaggs I, is I playing. Can, <laughs> I cannot imagine that it happened to him at an age that was not premature. Hmm. Uh, because because I think that it you know like you're Hugh Hefner's son like when is this gonna and your mother is a playmate 
Ah, when is this going to go down? It's like the poet says, all fallen leaves should curse their branches. So he's got to go out there, and it's just like your buddy having to drive around with the fucking Clydesdales to go to the prom. He didn't pick the Clydesdales. It was his Anheuser-Busch dad, not to work ping pong, that makes him him get behind some clompy horses and go to the prom. Adolphus Bush-Orth won the third. This guy did not get to pick, to to, to be uh, this Cooper fella, probably did not get to pick the way he wanted his uh, fallen leaf to fall. Right. So whether he wanted to fall at all. He's 22 years old. I'm a fan. How many sexes has he had with uh, with playmates, probably exclusively? Dude, doesn't that seem unprofessional? Well, here's the thing: like you couldn't do that. Like, okay, I here's the thing: I think we get blinded by Playboy. I think, and I'm not being anti-porn. I'm all I'm all about the porn. I'm just saying that, like in any other industry, like just because you uh, had a Xerox copier dealership doesn't mean your son would have to fuck on a piece of glass. Right. But in, in this case, and you certainly wouldn't have the lady who answers the phones come over and diddle his copy. You know, y- yeah. in this case, though, you're saying so, so it seems to me that you're saying that this is a this is a depraved underworld of, of, of forced sexual sexuality. And you mm. might you might end up putting your son in a grotto, whether he's into it or not. And now how many times since I cannot imagine mm. that Hugh Hefner has not rationalized his position in life to such an extent that he believes that. That uh, sex with multiple beautiful girls uh, is not his son's birthright. Where's his parade? <laughs> and that, and that, at a certain point, probably pretty early on, he was like, "Let's get, let's get this show on the road. Let's get this, let's get this happening." Because I told you the story of my dad coming back from his trip to China and saying. I, uh, uh, one of the people on the trip to China, one of the people on the trip to China was a madam. (laughs) And I, you know, and I was looking down at my, looking down at my book, (laughs) pretending not to hear. And he's like, and uh, she runs a, uh, a uh, massage parlor. And I was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. Flip the page. (laughs) He said, anytime you want to go over there, she said I should just bring you over. He really said that? Yeah. And I was 15, 16. And, and now I'm really staring at my book. But the thing is, my dad doesn't. My dad, born in 1921, he doesn't know how to do this. He doesn't know how to teach your kid about, about sex. And he's, and, but, but he also doesn't know, how to, he doesn't know how to do it right, the Hugh Hefner way, which is to be like, let's go to the hardware store. <laughs> and then... We pull into the parking lot of a place called, you know, Sally's uh, Oriental Massage. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And, you know, my dad and I would, my dad and I went to a lot stranger places than that together. If he had pulled into the drive, the the gravel driveway of this place and said, yeah, come with me. And we'd gone inside. We're going to Portland to get a thing. And there would, and there's like, you know, 11 uh, girls in, uh, in lacy undergarments. And he would. You know, and then some madam who I assume is wearing like a silk Chinese, uh, oh, one of those, one of those. Uh, She's wearing a chinoiserie chemise, yeah. right? A chinoiserie chemise, and he would just be like, "All right, kid, go get him." And I would have been like, "What? No!" <laughs> and the door would slam, and I, you know, it'd be like a scene out of a movie. But no, my dad, his version of it was, "Well, anytime you want to go by there, just let me know." He's just leaving it out there. 
just leaving it out there. It's so like sending, it's like sending your kid to Kumon. Like yeah, I could try to I could try to teach you the new math, but I'd rather send you somewhere else where somebody in a chemise could teach you uh you know, uh you know, like maybe some kind of violin method or something. It's it's easier for him and it's more pleasurable for you, is what he's thinking. But Anchorage is not that big of a town, and every time we Ooh. drove by this place for the next ten years, <laughs> I was studying my fingernails. You know, I'm like, oh Jesus, don't bring You're it like up. You're like a dog driving by the vet's office. <laughs> don't, don't bring it up for the love of Christ. Don't bring it up. And you know, and he would every once in a while, oh, there's that place with that gal, and it's like, no, ineffective. I would rather have been dragged out of my little racing car shaped bed at the age of 10 and thrown into a, a snake pit of playmates. I mean, at least then it would be done. It's but, like, uh, it's like the tooth in the doorknob. It's like, it's like the tooth in the doorknob. Oh, you know, when you got to get a loose tooth, you hook oh, it up to yes. a pe- I, this never happened to me. I lived in it fear did of happen this. To me. Somebody they did a tooth a, and a doorknob on you? They tied, a, they tied my loose tooth to a doorknob. What and the fuck is the going door. on with your family, John? I'm telling you, I was, I was basically raised by Victorians. I, I bet it was your mom. She has it, no teeth fear. No, it was my mom. <gasps> it was my mom. She tied my tooth to a doorknob. Oh, st- doctor. Oof. Yeah. I, that must have hurt like hell. And the fear, the like anxiety. Oh. I, you know, there was a lot. There was a lot of you know. And the thing is, now that the more I think about it, I do want a fucking parade. Where's my, <laughs> my goddamn parade? <laughs> um, let me ask you this. I think we're good there. But let me ask. Let me ask you this. Was Cooper Hefner born that way? If he turned out to be a fucking desperate, creepy horn dog, and I'm looking right now, I, I don't want to say, I almost said Stan Lee. I'm looking at Hugh Hefner's Wikipedia picture, which yeah. is extremely detailed, and he's wearing a captain's hat. Uh-huh. I don't think he'd even say captain. It's one of those, you're not really the captain of the boat, you just got a hat with a. Yeah, with it's, a, like, it's like a Thurston Howell the third hat. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's baseless insignia. What do you call it? Uh, scrambled eggs? Yeah, well, no, that's not scrambled eggs. That's like. Uh, just insignia. <laughs> That's like two anchors, two crossed anchors, and a life preserver. That's exactly it. Yeah. Okay, so mm, is Cooper born that way? Like, can we, if he goes out and he says, oh, the parade that I want is on a round bed in a grotto with a lot of girls who've had surgery, yeah. do we get to go boo Cooper? Well, I mean, this is. This He's is born the, that way, John. He was, but he I came know. by it honestly, if you know what I mean. This is the question. Like, like, and, 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 and the problem, the problem with the argument. That, or the problem with the with the conversation that we're having is that it is that it t- is too close to that Republican argument that if you allow gay marriage, then people are going to be having sex with their dogs. I've had that conversation. I've had yeah. that actual conversation with a grown woman. Yeah, and people want people on that side of the equation are not smart enough to to phrase their argument better than that, and people on our side of the equation are so conditioned to hearing that kind of talk that any that any suggestion that we say, now, wait a minute, let's talk about this. Let's talk about what this really means. It, it smacks to them of, of, of this kind of bigotry. Uh, but, you know, the, the reality is what keeps horn dogs, what keeps creeps from saying, I was born this way. I, 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 am, a, I am a person who gropes girls at rock concerts. They are. I, I I own a restaurant, and I like. I have a camera that takes photos of women pooping. Yes, they call it a berryism. 
<laughs> Chuck Berry is Chuck Berry, you have to admire Chuck Berry. First of all, because I think he did a lot with the 12-bar blues that was really revolutionary. Yes. He invented a certain kind of bend on the fifth that changed everything. And I think he has gotten freaky in more different fucked up ways than a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. You, how could you, you know, you, you go to jail for little kids, but then you're also into poop? He's, boy, talk about a polyamorous polymath. Well, and the uh, the the thing is that somebody somebody uh, we it's very clear where we draw the line on something like that. It's okay if Chuck Berry is into poop, but it's not okay to take pictures of people without their consent. Like that is a clear line oh, it's in a pri- the law. privacy issue. Yeah, that is a, that that's a line in the law where it's like you without consent you cannot uh you, it, 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 it's illegal. If you want to go like if Chuck Berry wants to spend his money to hire people to pretend to be pooping in a toilet without you know without mm. and and take pictures of them mm. that's fine there poop, is a place a, in las vegas you can do that poopulacrum yes a poopulacrum but you can't just go take pictures of people without their consent that's but right but you know this is again the 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 age of consent question <laughs> where there are some that's people a Bronsky who, beat record and it really is the age of consent <laughs> and the the whole you know the back cover of that album yeah was the if you go look at that pink triangle beat, no the well uh, there may be but sheriff's but badge on the cover of that Bronsky beat album is the legal age of consent for for uh sex in every country hmm. of the world hmm. like written on the back of the album who's got the lowest one well, I imagine I mean, just, just for Pete Townsend reasons. I, I imagine there are some that have no lowest age of consent hmm. because it's not because culturally, like if you are marrying an eight-year-old girl to a thirty-five-year-old man, like to make the distinction that, but but listen, below eight years old, that's it's really it's really terrible. <laughs> I'm not like, a monster. <laughs> yeah, seven years old. Come on, what so, kind of? You're basically party? saying uh, Gary Glitter just booked the wrong flight. <laughs> yeah, he, right. he he could have gone somewhere where that would have been like the Super Bowl. Well, potentially, although although those marriages are all bound up in like you know uh, the arranged marriages where you're where they're paying off debts to people, like they they, they marry their eight year old to the landlord in order to forgive their mortgage payment or whatever. But <laughs> the landlord was born that way, John. <laughs> but but the the arbit- but the fact that even in the even in the fifty United States there are major variations. You know, there's there there's a tremendous. A gulf between the lowest age of consent and the highest age of consent in American states suggests that we don't have a clear picture what consent looks like enough that people are going to prison. You know, and you, you God, you listen to the poor, poor defenseless pederasts oh, who are who really characterize themselves as like victims in the whole in the whole affair, and like, oh, this temptress, this twelve-year-old temptress, a Lolita. Was, she was the Lolita. And Lolita. She was, you know, but but Dolores. I mean, that, that book is one of the great American novels. Because it's only, it's only really kind of the, the, you know, diddling is the MacGuffin. That's about a lot more than, than a young girl. Diddling is the MacGuffin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel them with your tongue. <laughs> Don't even get me started on eugenics. Ah, Eugenics. <laughs> 